Welcome to the Toka Backstage Podcast. Join Toka's Executive Director, Chris Wolf, in conversations with the artists and people behind the scenes of the Torrance Cultural Arts Foundation's performances and events. Hi, this is Chris Wolf, Executive Director of the Torrance Cultural Arts Foundation, with another episode of Toka Backstage. It is my extreme honor to have Alex Worsen from uh, Remember the Music, Remember When the Music, the Songs of Harry Chapin, which will be February 11th at 8 p.m. at the Armstrong Theater. Alex, thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, so Harry Chapin uh, was an artist from the 70s, um, kind of a folky guy. He he sort of came to popularity, I guess, when he did like uh, Taxi and W-O-L-D. Um, what was your first uh, connection with Harry Chapin? How did you learn about him? I think like uh, everybody, I think who missed the big hits of Taxi and WLD probably know Cats in the Cradle, which I think that's the first song I know to have heard by Harry Chapin. And regrettably for a long time was the only song I really knew by Harry Chapin uh, until I realized oh, I should probably dig into this guy a little more if he's got the reputation he has and has a handful of great songs that we're all familiar with. Awesome. And so um, I, I do know, I mean, I know, I know a little bit about him. I, I, I do know that he um, was also a, a big into philanthropy. Do you know much about his history or? Right. I, I, I honestly think his history and his philanthropy is why his name hasn't really stuck around like it deserves to in the music world, because he, was truly about just making music for people and then giving all of his money away to mostly fighting hunger and uh, more world, world, uh, just looking out for people and not for himself. Uh, I, he played a lot of live shows and was known to play probably more live shows than a lot of other, especially folk touring artists at the time. And even though he died tragically early, he didn't have much money then, and he probably wouldn't have no matter how long he lived because he was really just giving it all away. Do you, I, it kind of seems, I mean, it kind of, it's kind of sad that here you have an artist that created these, these wonderful songs and was so into people and giving, you know, like giving back. And yet his, it's like, uh, you don't know his name, like Bob Dylan. Right. Exactly. Do you, why do you think that Raven. is? Cat Stevens, who sadly often, more often than not, when I say, Oh, I'm doing this show tribute to Harry Chapin. And if they kind of look puzzled, I say, you know, cats in the cradle and their response is, Oh, cat Stevens. I love that song, which is, I, I really think it's because he wasn't looking for the spotlight and honestly, which he would make jokes about in his concerts, his songs were too long for the radio. So you really had to be in the folk world and the story song sort of uh, format for songwriting. And like I said, he wasn't in it for the glory. He was in it to be bringing music to his audience, which was usually live, uh, and give his money to the ones who needed it more, which is kind of 
antithesis to being a rock superstar or a songwriting legend and the fact that he was in his 30s early 30s when he tragically died so he didn't really make it much past the 80s to keep his keep his music going do you do you think that um I mean, you, like you mentioned, most of his songs are like story songs. Do you think right. that that's something that, because I know that like nowadays it's a lot of sampling. It's a lot of uh, repetitive lyrics. Right. You're, trying, you're trying to crank out a hook really fast. Yeah. Do you, why do you, I mean, are there any more story songs coming out these days or is it all just? I think stuff? there are, but just like, 50 years ago they're not on the radio so i think the fortunate aspect of today for all that the pop world and uh the internet has done to harm creativity in a lot of people's eyes it also gives a platform for anybody to get their songs out there and for anybody to find their songs so i mean that i guess the closest would be the indie world and i know they're in the americana world there's still a lot of more storytelling uh types of songwriting but i don't know that that's it definitely had a bigger moment in the late 60s and 70s with the folk era i think but it's it still takes it's still a bit of a niche even though it could be a and is a pretty large one uh i'm a songwriter myself i don't I try to think I'd do a little more storytelling, but that's definitely an art to roll out these long, real detailed stories. I mean, he really paints the pictures. They're theatrical more than pop songs. Well, and that, that's a nice segue. So how, for you, how did you start in the music? I mean, what I, I see from your wall of guitars, you're a multi-instrumentalist. Yeah. Wait, I I come from a family of musicians. I kind of, we weren't my sister. I play with my sister and my parents were both musicians. My grandparents on both sides played at the very least piano. So we grew up in a house of music and uh, just kind of always knew that we were gonna do music. My parents never pushed us to do music, but it was kind of unavoidable, I guess. Um, I went the, instrumental way to start because my sister came out singing to the world and doing it perfectly fine so I figured well I'll back her up and stick to the instrument side and then I got into songwriting later in high school early high school and she and I started writing sort of pop folk Americana songs together we played with my parents um I dabbled in musical theater a little bit but I was more of uh I more enjoyed it and watched my sister and my mom take part in it and I loved the music of musical theater and I've always had a dream of composing a sort of a Broadway show at one point so I love music that has a whole lot to it but I also appreciate just stripping stuff down to an acoustic guitar and um focusing on the actual songwriting and the lyrics rather than just the melodic aspects of it, which has gotten me into both my own songwriting and appreciating some of these artists that honestly, when I was first getting started, and 
10, 11, 12 years old playing guitar, I wouldn't have had the patience or the appreciation for these longer form kind of folk story songs. What, um, so you're, you've been doing music for a while and, and, uh, and I know that you do perform other places on, like you said, either solo with your sister or other groups. One of the things that the Torrance Cultural Arts Foundation does besides present shows like yours is we like to help encourage and mentor young performers. Um, as a seasoned professional yourself, what, what words of advice would you offer um, somebody who's just wanting to get into music? I think for me, I've always been somebody that thrives and enjoys making music with other people. So I'd say the first thing would be to find a friend or a community where music like you guys provide for music. And then um, just if you truly love it, you just got to do it and put put it all put it all out there and get out and play. I think one of my the things that kind of bugs me now with back to the pros and cons of the internet music world is that so many people, the great part is can learn. I didn't have YouTube to watch when I was learning how to play guitar. I was trying to find somebody in the neighborhood that knew how to play guitar. My parents were piano players or, uh, other instruments, singers, they didn't play guitar. So these days it's amazing that you can, the resources you can find for free online. And then you just got to go out and do it. I mean, I've, there's open mics and just don't be, don't be shy. There's amazing welcoming communities out there to both help support you and show you the ropes a little bit. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah, I saw, I saw your dog go behind you. Yeah, I realized I probably should have shut that door. It's pretty good right now, though. We'll see. Um, so, um, as far as I mean, Harry Chapin's songbook book is is fairly uh, large, and like you said, a lot of his songs are are too long for the radio. Is there one that's sort of your your favorite to play? I think as I put this together, and I've really been diving into the songs. Um, Story of a Life is amazing. And then uh, Better Place to Be are both similar in their styles, um, but just really heavy messages that even though they were written in 1968, 19, early 1970s, unfortunately, they still resonate a lot. Um, and just you can apply story of a life or better place to be or some of these songs, what made America famous to today. And they're still super relevant, which is really what I want to do with these songs is if people have only heard cats in the cradle, my goal is to really show people that whether they'd heard of them and tuned them out before, or didn't really take the time to listen to all eight minutes of a song and get what it's about that they're still just as relevant today and so hopefully i can deliver them in a way that brings new fans and new appreciation to these songs very well said um so uh, uh, the show is uh, again february 11th uh, right. remember when the music songs of harry chapin i like the fact that 
you're wearing your own merch so uh right. I, mean, I know it's, it's <laughs> usually a faux pas in the music world to go on yeah. stage wearing your own shirt but i figured <laughs> why not promote it promote it um it's it's funny because most most people don't do that but i think it's it's great so people know that there's merch available why not right um so uh moving forward what what's your what's your overall goal in music world is it to take this on the road or is it to create i would love to i really think there's gonna be and there is a market for it um i would love to hit other theaters and expose as many people as possible to his music and his sort of vision of life and how it could be it's they're not all the most uplifting songs but there's a market for people who want to kind of wallow together or be excited together or, or kind of come together in a way kind of to even if it's just to unload a little bit or find solidarity and in, in all of his stories and people and characters that pretty much everybody i think can relate to in a way if you've walked around and paid attention at all <laughs> Well, it's funny because I know like the first time I heard what made America famous, I uh, <laughs> that line um, in the song uh, said the plumber that I'm going alone. Right. It's just like my eyes well up. <laughs> it's like, right. oh, wow. Yeah. No, it's 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 powerful music. And I and I, I appreciate what you're trying to do with it. Um, so when you what do you I mean? Like you said, his music is there's some happy, there's some serious, there's some hopeful. What what do you hope people walk away from after seeing this show? Uh that that if they are feeling a little despair about the way things are in the world, or if they're in a relationship that they're kind of unsure about or that you can find that you see that you're not alone ultimately and I think that's what Harry Chapin's plan whether it was or his goal with his music or his money was to let people know like look we're all humans out here trying to do our best we're all going through the same things we're all we all have struggles and maybe are a little fed up or frustrated with how things are going around us but ultimately you're not alone and ultimately there's music and art and things at the very least to help you help everybody feel better <laughs> i mean it's easy to say like all oh, these are tough times out there or whatever but when you realize like these songs are 40 50 years old and they still resonate that's like we've all we're all in this together more than anything else i guess yeah and at the very least, hopefully they'll have a couple hours of forgetting all that and just enjoying some great songs. That's that's great. I like that. It's it's it is amazing that some songs written so so long ago, like Harry Chapin's. I mean, even even some '60s protest songs. It's like it's still they still resonate today. It's like the humans haven't really we're learned. Still, still working. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and it's funny, you, you it's you're right. I mean, music is sort of the grand healer. It's like during even during COVID and lockdowns, it's like everyone was streaming concerts. Everybody was, I mean, they they were looking for 
I don't know if that's their meaning in their life, but just something to uplift them. And, and, and they usually turn to music because it's, it's the great healer. Right. And a group, people don't want to be, feel like you're wallowing all by yourself in your own thoughts or concerns. And when you hear a song like story of a life, which I, I don't have any kids and I've only been married for five years, but even I can relate to a lot of what that story, what that song's about, just sort of finding real appreciating what the good things really, I guess, and that you're not alone in the bad things. Oh, that's great. Well, I appreciate your time. So again, it's uh, remember when the music, the songs of Harry Chapin, uh, February 11th uh, at 8 p.m. at the Armstrong Theater. Um, I highly recommend it. Uh, his, Harry's songbook is full, and it's it's uh, some great stories in there. Alex, I appreciate I think, your time. Uh -huh. Yeah, my pleasure. I just wanted to say, I think just for anybody wondering, like, is this going to be a tribute to Harry Chapin? Is it going to be? Is there going to be a theatrical portion of it? I'd say it's. This is. I'm not going to put a big curly wig on. I might trim my beard. I'm not going to try to be Harry, but I want to bring. Harry, we're not gonna, it's gonna be pretty stripped down and intimate, just a few instrumentation, little little bit of instrumentation, but it's mostly gonna be focusing on his songs and a collection of what I think are some of the most representative and best songs. So it's, it's not a musical per se, so it's a really a show for all, all ages, all music tastes, whether you've heard of Harry Chapin or not, uh, I think, You'll hopefully leave this knowing more than Cat's Cradle and hopefully loving more than Cat's Cradle. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much. And I I I, I we can't wait to to see the show again, February 11th. Tickets are available now. Alex, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Thank you, Chris. Mm -hmm.